Welcome, welcome, welcome to the No Fluff Podcast. I'm Daniel Hicks. I'm Bryce Parrott. Uh, today, we are starting this podcast in hopes that uh, we can create a culture of Christians that uh, is unafraid and unashamed of who they are and what they say as Christians. And we're going to talk about stuff that you won't hear every day. That's very true. And if you guys don't like it, guess what? You guys chose to listen to it. You can tune <laughs> out whenever you want. Because we're not going to fluff it for you. No. This is the No Fluff Podcast. Cutting all the fluff. We we don't like any of that here. So, uh, Daniel, tell me, why uh, why are you here today? Why are, why are you wanting to do this? Well, on our third attempt of the first episode, I am here because we need a first episode before we can post a second. That's very true. I'm here because we decided to do this, and I think this was a good way for us to get our conversations that we have quite often by ourselves out there in the open. And I think these conversations are very constructive. Yeah. I think our opinions differ a lot, mm-hmm. and I think there's some insight that we both have from different life experiences yeah. that somebody besides us will benefit from. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And, uh, you know, I'd like to start this with uh, asking you your testimony, like why, uh, like, how did you become Christian? Like, what what is your walk with Christ like to this point? Um, okay, so my testimony. Yeah, let's hear it. You want the short or the long? Hit us with the truth. The truth? Give us all the nitty-gritty details. The truth is, is I was a sinner, and I realized that Jesus died for me. And, you know, through that, he rose again, and then... I said give us the nitty-gritty details. Oh, okay. So, um, basically... <laughs> basically... Uh, so I was born in Las Vegas, Nevada. Right. Some people don't know that. Crazy. I ended up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, my parents were never married. My dad walked out of my mom. Um, my mom did not really know how to take care of a kid. I just want to leave that at that. Um, so long story short, when I was four, I went to live with my aunt and uncle, called my mom and dad, lived with them ever since. I got three brothers, or three siblings, one brother, two sisters. And yeah. uh, growing up, we went to church when I was really, like, until probably like eight, yeah. and then my parents got quote unquote burned by the church, kind yeah. of not really there. Anyways, um, so I always knew like about Jesus, about God, about like how church worked. I went to uh, Awanas, is what they called it for Baptist. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, I remember that stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I was in that a little bit um, in high or when my sister was in high school. So I was like upper elementary age. So. Yeah. Uh, went to Assembly of God in Ulaga a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I gave my life to Christ. Okay. In sense of, you know, like in Romans, confessing, believing it. Like I believed at that stage. Right. So admit, believe, confess. Yeah, Nine, ten, range. Yeah. Um, Eleven. No, like twelve probably. Okay. Not not relevant to the story, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so basically, that happened, and you know. High school is very formative. Middle school is also very formative Mm -hmm. for you as an individual. And I hit middle school, and my sister, like, fell into the wrong crowd, quit going. I didn't go back. Um, Had a, won't name names, had a leader at that church actually bully my mom one night about me not going on a uh, trip with them for Royal Rangers. I did not know that. Yeah, I got told a lot of people about that. And uh, so when that happened, I quit going there. Yeah. understandably so my mom yeah. was like this is another reason that I'm not in church yeah, yeah. and yeah. so quit going and I remember I was in 8th grade so I was like 6th 7th grade didn't go to church you know? right. 
uh, I remember eighth grade, I got invited to go to Harvard, and I went, and they're handing out cupcakes, <laughs> and I was so uncomfortable. I didn't yeah. go to school that day. I think I said I was sick or something. My mom was like, you're fine. Like, we're going to church. <laughs> She's like, I want to drop you off. Like, a bunch of your friends have been going. Like, my parents keep telling me it's good, and I go, and they're, like, passing out cupcakes. Sherry Rogers shoves a cupcake in my oh, face. I'm like, yeah. what? I don't like cupcakes that much, <laughs> as is. I like them, but not, like, but I don't know who made these. I'm already, like, I'm no, I don't want to be here. Like, Dude, just, why were you such, like, a... I don't know, like, so investigative as a child. You're like, who made these? Dude, like, I was already uncomfortable. What was wrong with I was already uncomfortable. And the fact, like, you're always told stranger danger. They try to hand you candy, you run away. Like, that was basically what I was, like, thinking was happening right there. Fair so, fast forward. I go to Harvard. Hate it. Don't go back for a couple months. End up going back. Think my mom's like, you're going to fall streak. It's like, all right, cool. Whatever. Week away from you. So, go. Go to fall streak. <laughs> After that, you know, like, found people at that, like, outside of my age group that went to Harvard that I liked. Yeah. So I kept going. And uh, that was going into my freshman year. That was, so, end of eighth grade, going into freshman year. Yeah. My, uh, like, everything kind of switched for me a little bit. Um, I think I told you about this. I had a dream one night. I remember I was in my bunk bed, and my nanny that uh, really took care of me when my room was void. Yeah, you did tell me about uh, I remember, like, being... This might have been before that, actually. I think it had to be before that. Mm -hmm. um, I was asleep, and my favorite Bible verse is Isaiah 41.10. It was after this. It was because yeah. I don't I don't ever recall hearing this verse before that. Okay. Ever. And I had this dream... And it's my naughty talking to me. She's reciting this over. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I'll strengthen you. I'll hold you in my righteous right hand. And it was like that moment where it was like, I've confessed and given my life to Christ. We'll talk about surface level. Right. You know? yeah. That was when I was like, okay, God's real, real. Like, yeah. I know like, I'm I know I'm saved. Right. But there's more to this than yeah, yeah, yeah. what I've got so far. So, freshman year hits. Meet Logan. Um, we'll mention him a lot, probably. And... I started kind of just like, I was constantly going to Harvard. I was always around. That's really what I probably got. And like, actually, that was when you, Drake, Bailey, you guys kind of came into my yeah. life was around that time. Yeah. Um, so we, I'm going through, you know, high school, surface, eh, a little worse than surface level. Yeah. Like, I went on Wednesdays. That was it. Um, and... Then we go to Falls Creek next year. I get the call to ministry. Like, I feel like I felt like this is something that I was told to do. Like, told. As yeah. in, like, this is, like, gifting-wise, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. And I was thinking that before we got there. And then, like... That confirmation. Yeah. And what I do about it? Absolutely. Almost nothing. Yeah. Um, almost nothing. I told people. For you guys that are outside of Ulagal that might be listening to this, and this isn't a bash on situation at all, so let me be very like clear. I'm not bashing anybody for this. My time at Harbor, I had like five youth pastors. Yeah. So it's very hard to build a relationship with that, and so I didn't really know what to do when I got that call. Logan luckily cut me and Kyler off before we got down the steps right. to go talk to a random Falls Creek person, and so... That happens while like youth pastor number five. So when Jordan comes in the picture, I yeah. think that was going into my that was end of my or halfway through my sophomore year. Right? Yes, yeah. that was that was my senior year yeah. that he came. So that was my first year as an intern. 
about that same time, another guy that we'll talk about, Walt Dalton, gets a job at the oh. same assembly church that I was bullied at. <laughs> yep. And, we'll talk about Dalton a lot, too. Yeah. Um, so when that happens, I go, start going there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big believer in you follow the person. I don't think that's a good thing to do. So I'm a hypocrite for saying that because exactly what I did. Um, no, I think that you went over there for a different reason, though. I mean, you were going over there because you knew it was like a consistency that you probably hadn't seen before at Harvard. Or really, yeah, fell in. Right. The fact that I knew I had this like pool to be in ministry, and I kind of knew how Dalton believed a youth group should work. Like you should, right. you should like instead of saying we're going to train you to go out and do it, like we're going to put it in practice here, right? So you feel comfortable going out and doing it, and yeah. that's exactly what it turned into for me. So my Junior year went through, um, get to the end of my junior year, and Kyler, my best friend since fourth grade, commits suicide. So, going up into that, um, God was pulling my heart before to talk to him, and this was when, like, that moment in my life, like, I hit, uh, like, the lowest I've ever felt. God told me to, like, start talking to him, and I just didn't do it. Yeah. Um, I was... I remember I had a pretty good prayer life at the time. I just remember kept telling like telling God like the only way this will happen is if this situation resolves and I kid you not the week all this goes down that situation resolves itself. Yeah. And so that was a Monday that um, what I prayed to God like this needs to happen happens. Yeah. Um, I was speaking that Wednesday just so it worked out. It's like hey dude like come on. Yeah, you're so, telling Kyler yeah, to yeah, come. Come on, come on, yeah. come on, like, come listen to me speak. Like, it'll be cool. He's like, okay, he can't make it. Um, that Friday, he uh, commits suicide that Friday night. And I had never, like, I'd been through stuff in high school, believing in Jesus and all that. Yeah. Um, I really was in the fluff side of things, to say, like, lack of better terms. Yeah. And when that happened, I didn't have, like, that surface level wasn't enough support to get me through that at all. Yeah. Um, I was mad at life, God. You name everything. it, you were mad at I it. Was, I was angry. Um, yeah. And it changed my view on, like, really what God was, in my opinion, at the time. Um, we go to Fall Street again. Shortly after Kyle. Shortly after. Yeah. Um, he dies. Three weeks later, you're at Falls Creek. He dies. School's out. Yeah. My parents leave for vacation. I go to Falls Creek. So gotcha. I was by myself for like two weeks. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, did a lot of things you should not do. Um, a lot of things I should not have done. Um, so we go to Falls Creek, and it was the worst experience of my life. Um, what made it so bad? There was one night where they decided they wanted to address the situation. And I remember that. And yeah. I remember that uh, me and Wade got up and we're not having that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kyle, there was no doubt in my mind, and not to this day. I know there's, could, we can talk about this in an episode. There's different theories on what people who commit suicide, where they go. Right. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that Kyler loved the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, as far off as he was, his heart was always there. Yeah. So, I was just 
I was pissed off the whole time I was in Wall Street, yeah. to say the least. Yeah. Understandably. Um, I get, I remember one night I'm talking to Dalton, I'm like, this is stupid. Like, and it was when I made the realization, it was the same night I made the realization that, hey, God was telling me the whole time Stinker talked to this kid. Yeah. And I didn't do what he was my best friend. Right. Didn't act like him. Um, so I wore the weight of that. I honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you, I still kind of wear it a little bit. No. Um, but you learn when you go through that stuff, like you kind of have two options. Okay. Like you, you bury yourself in the guilt, the shame, the sadness, or you sit in it and you reach your hands up and see if God's going to get you. And one talk with Dalton one night kind of made me realize, hey, like this, there's something to learn from everything. Yeah. So I try to take that and apply that the rest of the summer. And uh, I go to Austin, Texas, see my sister. Um, and I'm sitting there in a hotel room at NBC Suites one night reading my Bible. And I was angrily reading my Bible and praying at this point. I was doing it out of spite. Like, like God, I'm, I'm, I'm over everything you've been doing, but I'm going to freaking read. Like, I don't know what thought process. I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm so mad at you. I'm going to do what you asked me to. Like, <laughs> that's basically what I was doing. And I remember one night, I, I, I've neglected to bring it. Like, I've neglected to get I know. out of my Bible. For the last, like, two actually, weeks. Actually, I looked at my Bible. It's not in there. It's got to be in one of my journals. I okay. must have moved it. Um, I was reading a passage of Scripture, and, like, pours out of me just, like, basically a sermon. I ended up preaching it later down the line. And it was something when I was reading and, like, the emotion that I felt. It was, like, almost a release of so much of what I had built up. And it was the moment where, like, I felt God rock me. And it was like, yeah. hey. Like, he's gone. Like, you can't change that. Right. It was, how can you impact other people? Like, right. how can you keep that from happening to someone else? How can you go out and spread my word? How can you go out and share the light, be the light? How can you go out and actually put everything that you're saying you want to do into action? Because you didn't do it. Like, yeah. and I think sometimes, and this is my opinion, I think sometimes people don't realize that, like, God will call you out on your crap very fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, he's loving, gracious, merciful, everything else. But I can tell you this day, the the feeling that I had in that hotel room was, you did fail, in a way. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do about it? Right. And for me, that was all I needed. Um, it sucked. It still does. Yeah. Um, surprised I've not broke down yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've all been there. But... Basically, it was that moment after my junior year, my senior year, that it was like, I, I believe I've done all this stuff, but now I want to put some action to it. Yeah. And just so happened, uh, Dalton need a new intern for undisclosed reasons, and uh, he gave me the opportunity to try to put that into action, and gave me a really good like foundation to go out and, um how to kind of start your ministry. Yeah. And then luckily enough, college situation happened for me. Yeah. Uh, committed to go play baseball somewhere. Got my money pulled because of COVID. Got a full ride to a better institution. Love to see it. Um, now I'm going to school to be a, I'm getting my undergrad, my graduate degree to be a therapist. Yeah. Um, got a minor in religion right now. I'll probably end up being a double major. Yeah. But I'm not sure where God wants me to be. But all I know is that in the back of my head every day when I wake up, I just know that I have to put some action out because there's real consequence when you don't. So, Bryce. Wow, man. I <laughs> I love that. That was great. Um, 
So, my testimony. Um, I, uh, my upbringing was very different from Daniel's. Um, I, uh, I constantly grew up in the church. Um, you know, my, uh, my dad led worship on Sundays. He was even in a Christian band for a while. They made a whole album. Uh, it goes hard. Like, it was pretty good. I have a CD somewhere. But <laughs> Tell me Bobby was shredding the bass. Oh, no. Lead singer and acoustic. Acoustic guitar, yeah. He was no up there, way. rhythm guitar and lead singer. Oh, yeah. Uh, were they like Christian rock? Um, no, not Christian rock. Dang it. I know, I know. They did a lot of covers of songs, too, and like kind of switched them up. But they also had some originals. Okay. So, I mean, they, they were good, I promise. But, uh, <clears throat> so, always grew up in the church. I was constantly um, surrounded by it, and I gave my life to Christ at a very young age. Um, I was seven years old. Uh, you know, like I remember the exact room that I was in when I did it. I remember everything that happened, like with my mom, everything leading up to it. Like she was setting up a classroom for VBS and I was like, mom, like I just started asking her some questions and then she took me down to this little prayer room. And I remember even saying, uh, she's like, okay, she's like, I'm going to, like, I'm going to pray for you. I remember tuning her out and, like, praying my own prayer. And I was like, God, I was like, dear Lord, like, is, like, the admit, believe, confess type yeah, thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I lived my life uh, being the little church boy that knew all the Sunday school answers. Like, I knew the right things to say. Um, and I went through, uh, like, all of Sunday school, like, all of youth, basically, until I was... 16 my junior year living with that same surface level that you talked about mm -hmm. um there really was no uh no depth outside of um going to church and like knowing all the answers and knowing what to say and when to say it and uh my relationship uh it was it was just very surface and i could put on a a, a good show for uh, whenever i needed to and um, it wasn't until I was 16 that uh, things kind of changed due to uh, the guy Daniel mentioned earlier, Logan. Uh, we were at Falls Creek, and uh, this was actually Daniel's first year at Falls Creek that uh, this all happened. Um, I asked Logan uh, some questions. Uh, I don't even remember what they were. But uh, as soon as I started asking these questions... Um, he decided right then and there. He was like, you know what? He's like, I'm going to disciple you. And that entire summer, um, and up until he uh, got married and left us with his wife to North Carolina. He's he, back. He's back now. But uh, with two kids and no fun. <laughs> um, he, uh, he was pouring into me. And um, I finally started developing some of that depth. And uh, so then... Right after he leaves, um, it's my senior year. Uh, I just graduated. Um, I'm an intern at the church that I attended youth at from the time that I moved to Ulagoth. And um, I, uh, I had a full ride to, uh, to swim in college. I know, big athlete guy. Um, but uh, two weeks before I was supposed to leave, um, I, felt, I felt that call in my life. God called me to ministry. And it was such an emotional moment for me. I was in my room and I broke down and I started crying because um, 
I felt the Holy Spirit just come over me in a way that I'd never experienced before. And I didn't know what else to do. And so tears just started flowing out my eyes. I, I couldn't stop it. And um, with that call to ministry, there was also another part of it. Um, it was God saying, hey, guess what, bud? Like, you're, you're not going to be a college athlete. And that was very tough for me because that's exactly what I planned for my whole life. I was like, I was going to school to be a doctor. Like I had a full ride to do it. I was going to be playing sports in college. Well, I, I don't know if you can play swimming, but I, I was going to be doing a sport in college. And, uh, so that was actually very difficult because the school was everything that I prayed for. Yeah. Um, but I truly believe it was, um, a test of faith for me to deny everything that I wanted for my life and accept what it was that God had planned for my life. So I make the decision to stay home against a lot of advice that I got from a lot of people. And, um, I remember that because I remember being like, Bryce, like, where are you leaving for Illinois? And you're like, I'm not. I was like, what? <laughs> you said, what? Yeah, I know. Like, it was crazy. Everyone was so shocked. Everyone thought I was the biggest idiot ever. And, uh, you know, like, I, I can definitely see why people thought that. But um, I knew that I had that conviction in my life, what God had called me for. And I think a lot of people didn't understand how difficult it was for me to say, like, okay, God, like, I'm. I'm trusting you with this, like, like, let's go, like, I'm in, and, uh, it was, it, it was not a fun time, uh, for a while, um, at my house, but, uh, you know, things are good with the rents now, you know, <laughs> we're, we're fantastic, but, uh, it loved them to death, they're the smartest people I know, they give me a lot of advice, that's why I'm here today, but, uh, oh, and here today, yeah, you'll understand that a bit in a second, but, uh, the next three years, um, I'll be honest, I was disobedient um, with my call to ministry. I, uh, instead of going to Illinois, I enrolled in community college. Uh, I was going to TCC, Tulsa Community College, and uh, I was still going to school despite um, knowing that I had that call to ministry because in my head, I'm like, I still need a degree. Like, I need to do this. And uh, so, go the next few years in school, you know, like, not really realizing that I was being disobedient. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, I was still, I was a leader for youth. I was serving on Sundays. Like, I, I got the opportunity to speak um, at uh, a new campus in Chelsea that Harbor Church had started. I was speaking at their main campus in Dalton, who uh, Daniel interned for uh, over at the Assembly of God. Um, I got the opportunity to speak at that youth group as well. And um, I, so I'm thinking, hey, I'm, I'm doing what God's called me to do. Like I'm stepping out. Like I'm, like I'm, I, I'm starting my ministry. This is what it is. And uh, I was at UCO. And uh, well, actually before that, it was the summer before I, I transferred to UCO from TCC. And uh, I remember being in a place where I felt so confident in who I was, who God had created yeah. me to be, and where I was at in my relationship with Him. And I remember praying. I was like, God, I was like, do whatever it takes to get me to where you want me to be. I was like, break down everything that I've built on your foundation and only leave the things that you've placed there. 
And in praying that prayer, I didn't realize how stupid it was. Because uh, it, it, it was stupid. Because I didn't realize the things that I would be experiencing over the, the course of the next year. And uh, this was, I prayed that prayer last April. So I, uh, I get to UCO. Uh, I don't have a roommate. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, I have a ton of space in my room. Like, I can do this. I can do that. And uh, then enters the worst year of my life. Uh, not because of COVID. Like, that, that, that wasn't why. Um, it was because never in my life had I felt like I had nothing. Uh, I felt like constantly things were being taken away from me. Uh, I was at a point where I felt like I had no friends. I couldn't talk to them about anything that was going on because I myself didn't understand it. There were times that I was, well, there weren't times, it was all the time. I couldn't sleep. Um, and there were times that I would break down at three in the morning and I like, I am just crying my heart out. Like I cannot breathe. I can't do this. I had my first panic attack ever. First and only one. And the worst. Wonderful. Oh, wonderful when that happened. Oh yeah, it was awful. Like I, I, my eyes were open to a whole new experience of the Holy it's Spirit. Awesome, <laughs> it's it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. But uh, the worst part was I didn't understand why any of it was happening. Yeah, I'm like, God, this is not what I prayed for. I was like, I was in such a good spot, man. I was like, What are you doing? Like, what is happening? I was like, What What are you trying to get me to understand? And uh, I make it through that first semester. And I'm like, whew, like I had a little break, you know, from uh, Turn the corner New Year. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, New Year's New Year, New Me. Like this is gonna be great. I'm like, God, let's see what you got for this go around. I was like, I know it's gonna be better. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> it really wasn't. I uh, <laughs> I got kicked out of school, and uh, I uh, let me tell you, man, I didn't do anything wrong. Okay, it just I'm not gonna tell the whole story basically is loan stuff and it, it was just a messed up situation and they told me that day I had until 5 p.m. today to move out I got that text at 10 in the morning so and then it's just a whole ordeal and so now I'm at home and I'm like all right like God what what's going on I was like this none of this is what I pray for I was like I have nothing left I was like what am I supposed to do from here like where am I supposed to go I was like you pulled me out of school I was like we left Harvard Church I was like so I'm not like I can't just go back there jump in and start serving again it's, a, it's not a bad place it's, it's not a bad place <laughs> it's like, just, let me let me let me just clarify this real quick it's not a bad place at all no it's not and we love the people there yeah we do like that's where we yes. met yeah like everyone that's where yeah. Daniel and I met yeah. too like and that's we were both there when we felt our call to ministry like, it is a phenomenal place life just took me a different route right too. yeah like that, that's just where we're at so again nothing <laughs> against Harvard Church they're fantastic we love them there okay so um I'm just dude I'm telling you I was like god what's going on like what am I supposed to be doing and I spend the next I don't know close to five months just praying for clarity i'm like okay god like what is it you got for me like 
show me where it is you want me to go. Like, where am I going to end up? And at this point, it's the summer, and I'm visiting schools uh, to figure out where it is that I actually want to go to keep uh, going on with my degree. And uh, I go to Fort Hayes, uh, and uh, we have a, a friend there. His name is Garrett Cars. He's a pastor at the, one of the churches there. And uh, I'm telling him everything I'm experiencing and uh, everything that's happened to me. He's like, dude, he's like, you know, you've been praying for clarity this whole time about where you're supposed to end up and, and everything like that. He goes, if God provides you with that clarity 100% of the time, he's like, doesn't that eliminate the need for faith? If you know where you're going, what's the point of having faith? Like, th there is no point. So he asked me that question, and my prayer kind of shifts from a place of uh, clarity to, okay, God, give me the courage to take that first step. Like, I don't know where it is, but God, give me the courage to take it. Uh, like, I, I'm fully trusting you. And uh, I made the decision to, uh, to not go back to school and to uh, start actually pursuing um, what it is he called me to do in the ministry he wanted me to go into because I finally realized after three years of being disobedient, he was still working behind the scenes and working in me the entire time. And he finally got to a point of me being stupid. And uh, like Daniel said earlier, like calling you on your crap. And uh, he yanked me right out of school because uh, I was not where I was supposed to be. And um, like that prayer that I prayed, um, whenever I finally did realize, hold up, like I prayed for this. Like I prayed for God to strip everything away to a point of only him standing. And that's where I'm at now. Um, I have absolutely nothing left to lose. And Daniel like mentioned that to me the other night. And this is honestly the best spot I've been in um, with nothing left to lose. And the only thing standing in my life being Christ. challenge you guys to do something um thank you for listening to the first episode but yeah, uh it's probably bad but yeah thanks. but you know what you listen to our testimony make it all the way to here congratulations you're yeah you are a fan you really like us and if you do turn into episode two and uh, tell your friends but uh, we need views <laughs> we need views but uh if you want to hear two uh two college-age guys one's a college dropout the other a college athlete talk about uh their walks with christ then uh, tune in other again. Other stuff. And, huh? Other stuff. And other stuff. But uh, I want to challenge you guys, uh, before we get off this episode, to uh, share your testimony with at least one person this week that has not heard it before. Yeah, it's a smart thing to do. Yeah, like, it, get comfortable sharing your testimony and uh, sharing with people what God has done in your life. It's really the best example of the gospel outside the Bible. Wow, that was good. Like that? <laughs> that was you good. Like that? All right, thank you guys again. Um, but I uh, hope you guys have a great week, and I uh, can't wait to see you next time.